0: Welcome to the first episode of the Formula Scout podcast. Uh, This is a new podcast on the writers behind FormulaScout.com, which is home to regular news and features in the world of junior single-seater racing and tracking the progress of future Grand Prix and motorsport stars. Uh, In each episode, we will discuss a topic or a person in the world of junior single-seaters or even a star of the past. Uh, I'm your host, Elliot Wood. I'm one of the writers for the site and uh, I also do the TV commentary for Euroformula. Uh, And I'm going to quickly talk through the series we mainly cover on our website. So, at the very top is Formula Two. Uh, This is a series immediately below Formula One and runs in its support package at many of the European Grand Prix weekends. Uh, And it's also where a lot of the talents who are on the F1 grid now uh, came from. Uh, We're also covering Super Formula this year. Uh, This is Japan's premier single seater series and is pretty much a professional championship. You've got Honda and Toyota with a very heavy, Um, influence there Uh, and a lot of the drivers who are there uh, stay there for a very long time but you do have drivers who want to go to f1 and are heading to that series to to get the experience needed to make that final step immediately below formula 2 and super formula is formula 3 now formula 3 is uh, a bit of a loose term because we have 10 series on formula scouts remit that we we kind of consider formula 3 the the third tier of, of single seaters uh, the most obvious one is the FIA Formula 3 Championship. This also runs alongside Formula 1 and Formula 2 uh, at European Grand Prix weekends and has a grid of 30 cars for most races. And that is a massive amount, regardless of the motorsport you're tuning into. Uh, a huge amount. Then we also have series like Euroformula and Super Formula Lights, uh, which support Super Formula. They are following the purest view of Formula 3. But we can't really call them Formula 3 Series anymore as they're introducing a new car this year called the Delara 320 that is not homologated to Formula 3 specifications. Uh, You then have the Regional F3 Concept, which is introduced by the FIA in 2018. And it's where series like W Series, uh, Asian F3 Formula Regional European Championship, that's a set of regulations they use. And even the Formula Renault Euro Cup and Toyota Racing Series uh, have gone to that format as well. Uh, As well as below Formula 3, you have Formula 4, Uh, This is considered the lowest rung of the single-seater ladder by the FIA. Uh, And there are 16 series that I counted uh, across the globe that Formula Scout covers on a regular basis. Uh, Some of them aren't actually FIA-endorsed, but we still try to kind of bring the the race reports and the stories and series down in South America, in Finland, uh, in some of the Asian countries as well. Uh, And they also bring really entertaining racing because, you know, they're very small cars, uh, not a lot of grip, uh, a lot can happen. We also cover National Formula Ford 1600, which is a club-based series and is probably the strongest Formula Ford series on the planet. Formula Ford was traditionally the lowest rung on junior single-seater ladder uh, from way back in the 1960s through to the 2000s. And it's only really in the last decade that the the junior single-seater map has changed so significantly. Uh, But we, we do enjoy our Formula Ford racing and we also cover the Formula Ford Festival and the Walter Hayes Trophy. Um, on site and you know nothing makes you feel more like a journalist than being uh, at a soggy and windy Silverstone in the middle of November watching the Walter Hayes Uh, and we also cover other one-off events with not as much prestige as Walter Hayes but probably will do in the future such as the Motorsport Games and obviously the Macau Grand Prix which is massively important has been won by some of the biggest names in racing and also produces some of the best racing you are going to see in single seaters. Um, As well as reports and stories, Formula Scout has a heavy emphasis on feature length writing. Uh, And this is mostly done for, you know, interviewing drivers, interviewing team bosses. We also do opinion based columns and uh, listicles, you know, like top 10s, the drivers that missed out on that kind of thing. Uh. And some of the the big topics in recent years in junior single-seaters have been covered through Formula Scout. So when the FIA European Formula 3 Championship uh, ended at the end of 2018, Formula Scout was the first website to reveal that. And we also covered, you know, we looked at which drivers who had impressed in that series hadn't got to F1 uh, and kind of the timeline of how that series had gone from being the kind of the Halo series and Halo here being kind of an angelic word, uh, Halo Series of Junior Single Seater Racing uh, and how within a space of 18 months it kind of fell apart. Uh, and you can read both of those features on the website as well. We've looked at some of the drivers who have had uh, kind of media coverage outside of the Junior Single Seater f- sphere of late, uh, such as that Formula Rebel Junior Dan Tickton. He's now uh, part of the Williams Junior setup and he's given a, a lot of his time to this website for very in-depth interviews about the kind of the inside story of what's actually happened with his career. Because, uh, you know, the internet does like to say a lot of things. Uh, it's not just about him. It's about a lot of drivers. It's about a lot of series. Um, and giving these drivers the voices to say exactly what's happened, you know, only helps them going forward. Um, similarly, with certain series that have had rough patches, you know, we've, we've reached out to different championships. Euroformula, for example, uh, became an open engine formula last year it didn't do do very well it had small grids but it's introduced a new car for this year it had the Po Grand Prix last year it was adding the Mediterranean Grand Prix this year and it was kind of getting the inside story of the decision making behind the organizers of that championship that makes you go oh well maybe a small grid but uh you know the quality of the racing is good and pretty much every series former Scout covers you can find an argument to say well this series is worthwhile not only the racer's time but the, uh, the audience's time, uh, the writer's time, and the journalist, and it's worth bringing to the podcast as well, because a lot of those smaller series have incredible stories to tell. Um, some of the other features on the website, uh, one of my highlights from Formula Scouts time is in 2012, which was the second year the site had been running, we did uh, we looked at the top carters uh, of that year, uh, and these are the names we picked out. You probably should recognize quite a few of them. Uh, Antonio Fuacho, He is a Ferrari simulator driver. Lance Droll, Racing Point Formula One driver. Santino Ferrucci, IndyCar star. Dorian Boccalacci, uh, got to Formula Two, has also been a dab hand at rallying and is now in sports cars. Uh, Ben Barnicote, he impressed in single seaters and then went on to become a McLaren contracted GT driver. Um, George Russell, I think he got to Formula One with Williams. Max Verstappen, um, he's basically brought back the Dutch Grand Prix through star power alone. Uh, And Charles Leclerc, who is... Uh, you could say Ferrari's number one driver right now. Um, So these are kind of the modern day stuff we're looking at. We've also interviewed drivers such as Taki Nui, 1990s Formula One star. Uh, Jean-Ric Verne, who's now obviously dominating in Formula E. But uh, we kind of look back at his junior single-seater career and how that affected him going forward. Um, Santiago Rutia, who's made a surprise return to junior single-seaters this year. Um, he'd gone on to touring cars after his Indy car dream failed, uh, but he returned. And even Joey Foster. Now, this is a name that many listeners to this podcast and uh, readers of the website may not recognize. He was a Formula 3 racer in the, the mid 2000s and, and raced against the likes of Lewis Hamilton and Hulkenberg. Holkenberg. Uh, and he had a back breaking crash and ended up having to take a bit of time out of racing. Uh, but he returned and he's still racing today in Formula Ford. Uh, in the UK, and he's won the Walter Hayes three times. He's won titles in Australia, uh, races in Germany. Uh, and it's stories like his that really make you kind of marvel at how amazing racing drivers are. You can find that feature on the website too. Um, so, with this podcast, as well as looking at kind of what we're putting on the site, we're going to do multi host uh, episodes where we'll discuss a topic between several of the writers. Or, or even bring in a driver or a personality from motorsport who we think will, you know, bring something interesting to the table. Uh, and we're also planning a series of kind of anecdotal um, episodes where journalists who covered junior single-seaters 10, 20, 30, even 40 years ago will tell us what was happening then uh, and the drivers who were racing back then. So, you know, like Ayrton Senna drove in British Formula Ford back in the day. We even had a British Formula One Championship, which, you know, obviously used Formula One cars, but it provided the European talents with maybe not the money to get to the F1 World Championship. some important track time and some important experience of professional motorsport. Uh, and more than that, we're hoping to bring the audience more into the the world of junior single-seater racing because it's an arena of motorsport. It's a pyramid. It's a ladder, whatever you want to call it. It's a part of motorsport that cannot be missed and one that has to be recorded for, you know, future journalists and readers and writers and racers to know about. Uh, That's kind of the explanation of what will be happening in this podcast. Um, We can call this kind of an episode one of the podcast. Episode two, I'll be joined by one of my colleagues. So thank you for listening.